A large portion of the Jewish nation has returned to its homeland, but the heart, soul, and mind of much of the Jewish nation are still in exile mode. This state of affairs must and will inevitably change. This is Torah Nation TV from Jerusalem, and we are speaking with the head of Machon Shiloh, Rabbi David Bar Chaim. Shalom, Rabbi Bar Chaim. Shalom. Rabbi Chaim, your halachic methodology differs from that of many others. How do you define your methodology, and on what is it based? I have been asked this question on a number of occasions, and I've always begun by uh, answering as follows. When I first began to study in yeshiva, one of the first things my ram, that is to say the rabbi who taught the shiur in Gemara, the Talmud class, one of the first things he said to us was that when you study Gemara, you have to be an apikoros. By which he meant to say, as he went on to explain, that you must not believe what anybody says. You have to ask questions and understand what is being said, why it is being said. So that if Abaye says something in the Gemara, you have to understand why he said that and what he meant. And if you don't, you have to keep asking questions because you have to understand. The most important thing he explained is that you fully understand what is being said. And this is exactly what I tried to do. However, I discovered some years later, as happens to many young men who study in yeshiva, and then after a period of time they get married, and they begin to learn in what's called a kolel, what's called rabbinical studies, which are supposedly designed to train them how to... Um, be in a position to be posek halakha, to give halakhic decisions on different matters. I discovered that this, in fact, is now apparently no longer the aim of our study. All of a sudden, it became apparent that now we were expected to simply gain a certain familiarity with certain sources and become aware of the different opinions and then, most important of all, to know that this is how we Paskin, so to speak, inverted commas, this is how we Paskin. In other words, this is the accepted view, and this is what is expected of you. This is what you must say when asked this question. You don't necessarily have to understand the issue fully even, and you don't necessarily have to feel that this position, this answer is the correct one, but this is what you must say, because that is how we Paskin. And... Almost no emphasis was really placed on understanding the sources fully and dealing with the different opinions in, a, in an intellectually honest manner. This really went by the by. All that was left was an almost kind of an automated, almost robotic uh, form of study of simply remembering certain opinions and knowing which one we follow. And I always felt that there was something very wrong about this approach. And the more I looked into it, the more I discovered that many other great Torah sages throughout the ages had expressed such a view. If, for example, we look at the Maharshal, Rabbi Shlomo Luria, the same generation as the Shulchan Aruch, so we're talking about the 16th century, he writes in his uh, introduction to Yamsha Shlomo, that the only correct halachic methodology for deciding halakha is 
to study the sources, the Talmudic sugya, and the different interpretations of the Rishonim, the medieval scholars, and decide based on weighing up all the possibilities and all the commentaries, deciding which is the more reasonable and the more correct, the one, the opinion that fits all the sources better than any other opinion and explanation, and following that view, and that is the halakha. The Hazonish, in fact, in much more recent times, expresses a similar view. He says that the halakha is that which it seems to a Tamid Chachamim, a Torah scholar who has studied the sources fully and uh, has weighed up all the options and the, and the interpretations in his mind properly, what seems to him to be the halakha, that is the halakha, so says the Hazonish. And this is also the view, this was also the view of the Gra, the Gomi Vilna, and his student, Rabbi Chaimi Volozhin. And this was also the view of uh, the Rogachova. This was also the view of Rabbi David Friedman Mikarlin, and many other Dole uh, Olam that one could mention. Great Torah scholars in different generations all had this approach. Even more important, Perhaps one should note that this was the approach, this was the attitude of all the Rishonim and all the Gonim. In earlier times, in the time of the Gonim, we're talking about the 8th, 9th, 10th centuries, and in the medieval times uh, beyond that date in Europe and other countries in the Middle East, all the Rishonim had this uh, view, this understanding of of Talmudic and Halachic study. The one studies the sources in depth, does one's utmost to understand, based on a thorough uh, acquaintance with all the sources and all the interpretations of the great authorities that came before us, and weighing all these things up, and if necessary and where appropriate, perhaps suggesting a new interpretation or a new understanding, and based on all, all of that process, which is all based on intellectual honesty and trying to truly understand and arrive at the truth, based on all of that, one can finally express an halachic opinion. As opposed to what we see nowadays, by and large, of course there are exceptions, but by and large what we see nowadays is that people are taught, when I say people I mean Yeshiva students who go on to become rabbis. People are taught that you have no opinion. You do not know and you cannot know what the truth of the matter is. And all you are expected to do and all you are in fact allowed to do is to parrot the views of others to say that this is what the shach said or this is what rabbi so-and-so holds and therefore that is what you should do. Without any reference to the question of whether you actually understand the issue at hand fully and whether you can believe this reality, reality to be this psaq uh, this, uh, this view to be true and correct and fitting the reality before us. I will end with a story, a true story about Rabbi Yisrael Misalant, who was a great uh, Torah sage in his own right, even though he was, became known mainly for his moralistic teachings, his Musar, but he was a great Tamit Chachamim and a great uh, expert in Halakha as well. But he eschewed any rabbinical position in any great community in Eastern Europe. And he was once asked why. And he said, because I find myself, I find myself in a quandary. He said, I know that on many issues, having looked into the question, 
into the sugya, I discover that the views of some of the posakim, the better known posakim, are not correct in my view. And then I would find myself in a problem because if I were asked that particular question, I would have to choose between simply repeating what earlier, certain earlier authorities decided, even though I was I am convinced that it's not true, or expressing my own view and running the risk of being told, well, how could you disagree with so-and-so? Well, don't you even know that this is, the, this is not how we hold, this is not how we paskin? And I didn't want to find myself in that position, and therefore I chose not to, to take upon myself any such rabbinical position. The fact that a great chacham, a great rabbi, had to uh, deal with such a situation, with such a quandary, that itself is a tragic situation, and a very uh, sad uh, and worrying commentary on the reality of Torah studies in recent generations. But there is, Baruch Hashem, there is a solution, there is a way out. And that is to return to the form of Torah study that has always been the gold standard for all true Chachamim, to study the sources honestly and openly, not to accept any particular view or position or any particular authority as unassailable, always to strive for the truth, to be objective, honest, of course, based on much study and humility and experience. And yet, the truth is dearer to our heart than anything else. That is why we refer to the Torah as Torah Torah of truth. That is the true way that has always been the true way, the true methodology for studying and understanding the Torah. And this is the way that Torah students who wish to achieve true greatness should follow. Thank you, Rabbi Bar Chaim. We would like to encourage our listeners to share these podcasts with friends and send in your responses. We would also like to suggest the following opportunity to our listeners. If you identify with Rabbi Barheim's message and would like to sponsor or dedicate a podcast in honor or memory of a loved one, if you would like to obtain Birkon Nusach Eretz Yisrael or invite the rabbi for a speaking engagement, please email us at office at machonshilo.org.